you know, the goal is for me to, to create and build long-term relationships with artists. I want you to keep coming back as you, you know, are building your career. The goal is not to work with you once and you to walk away disappointed because we weren't able to get something. So by me being as honest as I can up front, it maybe saves us all. You are not 100% proud of what you're doing. I don't think it's worth sharing because you're going to do something else. Right. You know, go find, you know, go get in something else, create something else, you know, that we can all be proud to share. Love that. Because again, can I find somebody to, to maybe cover it? Yeah, I may be able to, but I just want to make sure that your talents are being highlighted in the best way possible. There's the other thing too is you have to still stand out in the crowd yeah. because, you know, for every filmmaker, there's a film, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, it still has to be, you know, that interesting news angle, that hook, that why do I want to do it? Why? That's the question that a reporter is going to ask me is why is my audience going to be interested? Right. So you still have to relate it to that as well. That's one of the first questions I ask anybody who reaches out is what's your PR goal? So what's your goal for this campaign? Not your goal to get more auditions or to make more movies or to whatever. That's your career goal, right? Yeah. So it's really about trying to determine what specifically are we after right now with this campaign? And that way I can then evaluate, are we going to be able to meet that expectation? Just start sharing your news with the world. Start sharing your successes because that's how you're going to start to build momentum. You never know who's going to see it. You oh don't. My God. That is excellent advice. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole, the host and producer of this podcast, and I'm broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world. Sunny, Los Angeles, California. The sun has now set, and that beautiful and beautiful moonlight is now upon us. Let me tell you, it's so wonderful to be back on this. The lovely microphone here has been a rather busy couple of weeks here. A lot of good changes to come from a professional standpoint. As you know, I'm a filmmaker, but also... In terms of this show content, I want to certainly make this a more interactive experience, so I certainly welcome all of you to listen to show number 135, or perhaps, you know, I'll release a little earlier, we'll talk about some of the changes that are coming, but I'm very excited about those changes, but nonetheless, it has been a rather busy period for me, so I want to apologize for the lapse in shows here, and uh, we've got some really good stuff coming up, so... I really uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in to this podcast here tonight. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this show, feel free to reach out to me via the contact link that is on our website. We've got a few requirements. You've got to have some skin in the game and certainly got to have some material that I connect with. And uh, we're doing something a little differently now. I'm being a little bit more selective about the guests that do appear on this podcast mostly due to time but also we want to make sure you know we continue to bring you content that is beneficial so you know this is a promotional vehicle for folks but also keep in mind that you know you've got to bring value to the show and also to our listeners so make sure you use that contact link if you have someone that you know you feel would be a great guest on this podcast also want to encourage you to follow us on 
iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. We'll also be on Mixler here soon, and it's one of the changes that I'm really looking forward to. So we're going to be switching to a different live format here in the upcoming days and or weeks. So stay tuned for that. I also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter here at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone that this is an information and discussion-based podcast. We do not censor ourselves, and we sure the hell do not censor our guests. So please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on this podcast that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. We have got a fantastic guest. This is a discussion that I had several weeks ago that I'm really looking forward to bringing forward here. The guest name is Miss Tammy Lynn, and she's the head publicist and founder of Spotlight PR Company. So if you've got someone that works in the industry or if you yourself whether you're a filmmaker or actor or someone that's very curious about how PR works and what some of the best practices are, this will certainly be a discussion that you will appreciate. Let me tell you a little bit about Miss Tammy Lynn. Tammy Lynn is the head publicist and founder of Spotlight PR Company. She's helped thousands of actors, filmmakers, and other creative professionals share their talents with the world. With more than 15 years of experience. Tammy has worked in Los Angeles and New York City for some of the largest PR companies in the business. Her expertise extends to creating and overseeing and implementing PR strategy while simultaneously cultivating relationships with media outlets around the world and beyond. In 2008, she created Spotlight PR Company, a boutique firm that offers affordable and effective a la carte publicity services for creative artists. To help these creative artists understand how to utilize PR in their careers, Tammy has taught classes, written articles, and participated in panels for numerous organizations, including SAG, Backstage, Script Mag, and many, many more. She's also a mentor for Dallas Traveler's Thriving Artists Circle. Now, this is a fantastic discussion. She's just a tremendous, tremendous resource, a wonderful guest. So I really, really hope you enjoy this discussion. And it's good to be back again here on this lovely microphone. But uh, this is a part of the podcast where I ask that you make that fresh batch of popcorn. Sit back, relax, and get comfortable while you listen to tonight's guest. My goodness, have we got a fantastic guest on the podcast here this evening, Miss Tammy Lynn. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast here today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being invited. Well, it is certainly our pleasure. Oh, gosh, you're doing so many wonderful things. You've done so many wonderful things. And I think this conversation is going to be very, very beneficial and very informative for those that are listening, especially those in the entertainment industry that kind of have to get a better perspective of how this whole PR thing works. 
And uh, <laughs> it's good to have an expert here like yourself. So again, I appreciate you uh, stopping by and hanging out here. Yeah, no, that's exactly the reason why I do it. Things like this is because I think there are so many indie filmmakers, content creators, actors, you know, other creative artists out there who just don't realize what they can be doing and at you know, the level that they're currently at. Yeah. You know, it's important these days in this environment, you have to be in the game. You really do. That is so, (laughs) so true. And gosh, let's kind of jump right in here. I really want to give our listeners some context. Would you mind sharing where you were born and raised and how you got started and the entertainment and publicity thing? It's just a, a unique area. So I'd love to hear your uh, your backstory. Sure, sure. Well, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm one of the ones. Oh my, uh, not a transplant. <laughs> I know, right? It's so rare. Uh, right? <laughs> awesome. And I grew up being a commercial kid. So I, uh, you know, was in commercials as a kid. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I didn't really do anything beyond that TV wise. It was, you know, my parents, you know, felt like you can get out of school for one or two days, shoot a commercial, and then you're back to your regular life. Yeah. I enjoyed it so much. I had fun. It was, it was great. And it gave me a taste for the business. Mm, It really did, which, you know, then extended on. And, and as you get older, you sort of, I got less and less interested in that arena. Mm. Uh, And then, uh, you know, went to college, studied communications and filmmaking, went to USC. And, um, and then after college moved to New York, believe it or not, wanted to go even bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and moved to New York for several years. And that's really where I was working on the production side of things. And then I had a friend who was working in broadcast PR, which is a Mm. very specialized niche. And that really is when you see people doing interviews via satellite, that's sort of coordinating all of those, you know, from a trade show or from a, you know, uh, sitting them in a television studio, whether you're promoting a single television show or you're at an auto show and promoting, you know, doing interviews, that's called broadcast PR. And I had a friend who worked in that and she sort of wrangled me and got me to come over to the PR side. Mm. Yeah, which was, uh, you know, I had never done that really. You know, you study in being a, a communication major, I had studied some of that in, in college or whatever, but I had never really seen it in real life yeah. being, you know, done and, and how they create campaigns and then, you know, share that sort of with the world. So that's really where I got into it. And then decided a few years after several years in New York that it was just too cold there. Uh, <laughs> and being from LA, and I, uh, the winters were getting to me, uh, and I just decided, you know what, I can do this in LA. Why not? Yeah, so I made the jump back to uh, to the West Coast and haven't looked back. Oh, fantastic! My yeah. goodness, I can imagine all of the experiences that you had when you were in New York and. You know how different it is in certain ways, but probably also familiar in other ways. Yes, having coming from you know Los Angeles and yes, yes, and and the PR. You know, at the time we weren't the company I worked for was a broadcast. PR firm. Yeah. And it didn't concentrate just in entertainment. So I was working on 
you know, lots of corporate, everything from, you know, uh, the Viagra, you know, yep. the latest drug mm-hmm. to chicken soup for the soul books, the yeah. first ones of those to trying to get Dr. Oz, uh, believe it or not, before he was Dr. Oz, right. nobody would have him on wow. and trying to get mm-hmm. him some of his first interviews. Yeah, yeah, it was a that was like we pulled teeth to try to get hit, land him some coverage, wow. you know, and eventually and look at him now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's amazing. My um, yeah, it's, you know, did fashion PR. I mean, I've done it all. Yeah. Um, and then when I came back to L.A., you know, obviously there's much more entertainment happening here. It just seemed like a natural fit. And I ventured into it because I had so many friends who were actors and, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, needing to and I'm, you know, they would book something, even just, a, you know, a guest star on on a show or whatever. And, you know, I would say to them, have you tried to reach out to get any coverage? And they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, we should do this. Let's let's do this. And then, you know, it just sort of fell into place. I had some other, you know, acting coaches and career coaches who just sort of said, who work all, you know, with actors and uh, at that time. And they said, there's a huge market for this. There's a real need. Yeah. And and that's when then I created Spotlight just eight years ago. Yeah, um, I want to talk about that. That's, that's kind yeah. of interesting. Let's, it's a great segue into that because I'd love to discuss the genesis of your company. Mm-hmm. Where did that inspiration come from? Was it because you saw the need, as you said, yeah. with friends and colleagues and, and that's kind of a It's exactly what it was. And because, you know, think about it too. Eight years ago, the, the you know, internet wasn't what it is now even. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was there, but it wasn't like now. Every publication, every media outlet has a huge presence online. In right. fact, a lot of them, that's all that you can, where you can find them, mm-hmm. right? Is that now eight years ago, or even when I started getting into this, um, you know, 15 years years ago. I mean, we used to fax our press releases out. (laughs) Their email wasn't even as big of a deal back then, right? We were calling and faxing. And that's how you reached the newsroom. And everything really was in the newsroom. Well, you know, as the internet has blossomed in so many ways, it's also done that for the media. Right. And so many reporters are just now there hardly anybody's working in a brick and mortar, you know, anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody's, you know, working from home or working virtually or, or whatever and writing for numerous outlets. They're, you know, being staff on a publication is very rare these days. Most of it all is freelance people. Yeah. And they're writing for more than one publication. And as that all sort of changed, you know, the need I saw, yes, the need at more and more people were friends, you know, and it was also filmmakers too, because at that same time is when creating your own content started to really start to take shape. Right. Um, right. It was like the change was, of technology, the change yes. of the way people mm-hmm. were distributing content and communication industry really changed quite a completely drastic way completely changed yeah. were you ready for that by the way were you prepared for that oh, who who was yeah true. you know i mean it was it was really seriously <laughs> it was, yeah, like it was, i don't know that crazy. i mean even now yeah with distributing stuff online you know filmmakers and creators it's still the wild west yeah, right it so it's sort of that way too with the press and media and look at the fake news that we're all hearing about and how that is being injected into the public and being distributed and sources what's real what's not what can you trust what right. is 
you know, partially true, but not fact checked. Yep. Um, so it really, we're <laughs> yeah. in a very interesting place with regard to how the internet has, you know, the information is being managed and controlled. Absolutely. Or lack of being managed and controlled, yeah. <laughs> you know, both from a, a, an entertainment side, you know, a, as a creator and as a, you know, on the media uh, side, right. it is a, it is a crazy time right now. Oh, isn't it? And I, I, you know, I don't think we're there yet. I mean, clearly, yeah. I think that on both of those fronts, it's still being figured out. Right. You know, so no, yeah. I wasn't really prepared. I don't think anybody was prepared for the shift, but you sort of can't let that stop you. You have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and now with social media also coming into the picture and just growing with leaps and bounds, you know, Twitter was unheard of, Yeah, you know, not that long ago yeah, or, and, Facebook and Facebook and all and these, you know, and Instagram, Instagram and all yeah. these, you know, and whatever comes next, you know, yeah. I mean, there's always some new app popping up and catching a wave. Right. So it's hard to know where that's all headed <laughs> and trying to manage all that, you know, and, and trying to get your project out there or your name out there is a real task these days. Yeah. Do you feel the need to always be kind of on top of everything that's happening with the changes given the line of business that you're in? I think that it's hard to be on top of everything all the time. Yeah. I think that being that it's a small boutique firm, yeah. I try to make sure that we're servicing our clients and their needs as best as we can. Yeah. I'm always reading and soaking in and absorbing and, and trying to find you know whatever information I can about the landscape and how it's changing, as I'm sure lots of filmmakers and actors turned creators are all doing as well. Everybody's looking for that next big thing because you want to be in on it early. Yeah, that's how a lot of people, you know, think about um, you know, the YouTube stars and all those. Oh, yeah. uh, they became a lot of those people became stars because they were in on it from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. same with Vine. Yep, you know, the Vine stars and all those. They saw it or just gravitated towards it naturally, probably not even necessarily suspecting it was going to become as huge as it has, as either any of those have. And that's where I think that's why people are looking at, okay, so what's next? What's new? But it's interesting because so many of those outlets, those are those apps, uh, you know, um, those platforms have, are being bought up yes. by the larger conglomerates. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, which also changes the game. It does. You know, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, when suddenly when you're bought out by a billion dollar company, it changes the way that that app then is used and it changes really the, the, the functions. I mean, you've seen how Twitter and, and Facebook have had to change themselves with the application and, and how they, you know, present themselves and how they carry themselves because now they are media outlets. Right. I mean, they're responsible now for sharing news. Yeah. And what's the responsibility there? Yeah, absolutely. So it's yep. it's it's an interesting time. It really yeah, is. It really, really is. I kind of want to come back to that in a second because I, I do want to talk about social media and I do want to talk about you know its impact. Mm -hmm. I think we should rewind because let's talk about your company and sort of you know how it got started. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know you you saw a need there and wanted to uh, fill it. And obviously uh, you, you had the experience going in it to, to hit the ground running there. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about your vision sort of in your mission statement. I mean, let me give our listeners a little bit of context here. Spotlight PR is a boutique public relations company that works with actors, musicians, filmmakers, and other creative professionals to craft a public image, build name recognition and 
to generate buzz if a proven track record when it comes to securing key television, radio, print, and online media coverage and bring a fresh perspective and an innovative approach to the idea of public relations by offering a la carte publicity services. One of the things that I think is really interesting about your company is you're, you're kind of spread across the board. You offer your services to a variety of different clients, and I think that's fantastic. One thing I really want to focus on this particular you know episode is you know how your services impact filmmakers, how it impacts actors. But there's some things that I would love to discuss prior to kind of going in that direction. And one of the things that I think is unique is that, you know, we live in an era where everyone wants to gain a little bit of recognition. And one of those key words that you use and a part of your, you know, your vision is, you know, generate that buzz necessary to gain attention. And I've always wondered this, and I think this is something that always kind of blows my mind is like, when does someone like myself or those listening to this podcast reach out to a company like yours and you know, particularly filmmakers and actors or even those in the entertainment industry but i think one of the things that we always wonder is when is the right time to actually reach out and get some assistance with this mm-hmm. great question and yes it is probably the question i get asked the most yeah. is well when is a good time when should i be doing this because so going back to yes Our company is different. The vision for it was that we don't really work with celebrities. I'm not interested in working with celebrities. They're they're not my people. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy working with artists on the rise. Very cool. I enjoy working with the indie filmmaker who's out there, with the struggling actor who's out there, maybe landing a role or two in something. Most of the clients we work with have never done any PR before because they've never been in a position to realize that they should or to realize that they can. And that is really the biggest thing. I tell people, I tell clients, I tell people, I shout it from the rooftops to anybody. You can probably gain some traction, some coverage, some buzz for something that you're doing at every level. You do not need to be a, you know, a recognizable household name in order to attract attention. And that sort of relates to the internet a little bit because there are so many outlets now that are geared at independent film or that are Mm -hmm. geared at, you know, lesser known artists, right? Right. You don't just have the regular newspaper printed paper anymore or those glossy magazines. The internet has really introduced a whole wave of outlets and reporters who are interested in beyond that, right? right? Who are interested in discovering people, discovering art, you know, finding that gem and covering it, which has opened up then a world for everybody else, which mm. is why I only focus on, I offer a la carte service because most indie artists don't need to plunk down that $3,000 a month for the, for for three months, you know, which is a huge outlay, right? All up front, nine grand, here you go. And you're like, gosh, fingers crossed. I hope I get something. Yep. Well, most of the time, most artists don't need that level of service. It's so much more than you need and that you'll really get out of it, which I think that's why whenever I cringe sometimes when I I have to tell people, yes, I'm a publicist, you know, sometimes depending on who they are, I wait for their reaction to see (laughs) because most of the time people are like, oh, you know, I mean, because it's gotten such a bad reputation because 
you don't necessarily understand what it is that you are purchasing at the time, right? Somebody can tell you that it's like they're selling you the Brooklyn Bridge, yeah, you know, exactly. and right. and and I don't want to do that. Like that it was not who I wanted to be. That was not what I wanted my company to be. So instead, what I found is in working with artists on the rise is that you really only need to purchase, uh, you know, for a single campaign. So that's why I offer like you have, let's just say, for example, you have a film that you've completed and that, you know, you're taking to a festival. It's going to make its premiere. Well, that's when you need to put out, you know, and reach out to the press and you need a little bit of a campaign is sharing it at that time. A lot of the larger, and I'm not discrediting any full service firm. They just offer a lot more. It's totally different. And so we don't do, I don't do carpets and events and parties or any of that. What we focus on is trying to land you coverage behind the scenes, going directly to the reporters with the project, you know, or the personality and saying, this is what they're doing check it out. We think that, you know, your audience will be interested and here's why. And then letting them make the decision. So it really is a very simple, uh, what I consider a very simplistic approach. But, you know, we have cultivated our contacts. I know, you know, I have just like any PR firm, I have my go-to people for indie film or for a web series. I go to these people or I know these people cover actors. You know, you create those relationships and that's then what we've been able to do over the years so that I know exactly who to reach out to with the various types of projects at the stage that it's at. And not every project should be, it's not always appropriate. Sometimes I tell people, you're not quite ready. Get to, you know, the point where you're about, you know, you've gotten into that festival or you're going to release or, because there has to be some reason. We have to have some urgency created with that that reporter. There has to be a reason why they want to cover it right now. Right. Right. It's always about creating urgency with them, because what happens is if you don't have that element, then they can shelf it. Right. It's what we call an evergreen story. The problem with those is that there's always something with urgency that needs to be covered now. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people the easiest way to create that element is having something that is about to release, whether you're appearing in a single episode of something and it's going to be airing or whether your film is about to premiere. Both of those have a date attached to them. So it creates that inherent deadline. It creates that urgency for, you know, hey, guy, you got to recover this this week because it's going to air on Friday. It's like lighting a fire under their butt, you know, (laughs) so then they go, oh, I better and then they they take the time to review what you're sending and then it's evaluated and then you know of course you want to create that timeline leading up to it you don't want to wait till oh it's airing tomorrow you have to have some lead time but they've got to have that deadline date because that creates that urgency and that gives them a reason why they want to do it Uh, does that make sense absolutely it really really does i'm glad you sort of broke that down i think it answers a variety of different questions that I think one happened. <laughs> I know I, I might have gone on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I, I think it's really good to hear from somebody who's who's doing this and provides his services because, you know, I think these are questions that are all we're wrestling with all the time. When do you go about the when? process? One question that really mm-hmm. pops into my head is because I think this is actually a question a lot of folks have and and some pursue it this way too. They they kind of move forward in this direction. Some people feel it's more affordable to do their own PR work, but the I guess there are some that feel maybe the work will speak for itself. 
One thing I would love to hear from your mouth is, you know, what are some of the advantages of hiring a company like yours versus you know running your own solo campaign? Because that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of people I feel try to do by themselves right, and often right, fall right. up, you know, come up uh, short. Well, he, here, yes, here's the thing. I'm all for people doing the DIY effect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, which is partly why too, we do the a la carte services because it, it can then fit in a different budget than if you had to plunk out nine grand, right? Oh, yes, because absolutely. everybody's on a budget. I right. know that. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, if your budget really is absolutely zero, then you can DIY this. It is absolutely doable. You can craft a press release. You can hopefully discover a way to, you know, an email for a reporter at, a, at an outlet that you're trying to get to and get it out to them. You know, you can pick up the phone and try and get them on the phone if you can find their phone number. It takes legwork and often people either don't just don't want to do that. They don't don't want to take on another thing because you're already typically spinning a lot of plates. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, you're already, but here's what I tell people too, is that if you are six months away from launching that project, well, don't, wait until six days before to get your PR going. You know what I mean? If you start now, you can certainly start to take 15 minutes a day or whatever, 10 minutes a day to look for, okay, what's an outlet that maybe covers this type of project? You know, where right. where do I think I could maybe land and start doing legwork in advance? Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, if you have a little bit of budget and you can afford to do an a la carte you know, service like what we offer, then I'm going to want to know, you know, the sooner you come to me, the better, because then we can create a strategy. And then I can tell you, okay, I've got everything I need at this point, come back to me eight weeks before you're going to premiere and let's get get going. Or, you know, if you're an actor, and you don't know that you're going to be, you know, a lot of times you shoot something, and you're not, if it's television, you don't always get eight weeks lead time as to when it's going to air, you Mm -hmm. might get two or three. Mm-hmm. But if you come to me when you book it and you give me all the information and all we're doing is waiting for that air date, then we can drop it in and go. Roger now, the, gotcha. the advantage of the advantage of obviously then, too, is that you're not having to do the legwork, but you also, you know, we have, like I was saying earlier, we have connections. I know yeah. exactly who might pick it up. Right. You know, I know exactly who to go to on day one. Now, here's what I will tell people. And I'm as honest as they come when right. it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, counseling people, when it comes to giving you my advice or to telling you what who I think our best bets are and what our chances are. Because that's really what everybody wants to know is, well, what's my chance? Yeah. Right. But you can't really guarantee anything. That's exactly what I was just going to say is I can't. I cannot. And nobody can guarantee 100%. And the reason I say that, and and trust me, I have lived through all kinds of crazy times where, you know, when 9-11 hit, let's just use that as an example. There were two months. I was working in corporate PR at that time. Mm, Didn't have spotlight. But but Mm -hmm. during that time, there were two months where nobody was doing anything that didn't relate in some way to that. Gotcha. So, you know, it, even a films that were coming out, I mean, like nothing was happening. Yeah. And you, you know, it, it, because, you know, there are just times in our world that I can't guarantee anything. Right. What I can mm-hmm. do is tell you what I think our best bets are, what our chances are based on my experience based on people I've worked with before, based on similar projects to yours or, you know, people in a similar, with a similar 
credit, you know, and and where I think it has landed before and how I think we might approach them this time. Because here's the other thing, too, is you have to still stand out in the crowd because, you know, for every filmmaker, there's a film. (laughs) <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, still has to be, you know, that interesting news angle, that hook, that why do I want to yep. do it? Why? That's the question that a reporter is going to ask me is why is my audience going to be interested? Right. So you still have to relate it to that as well. Oh, good stuff. No, but anybody can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I do not discourage people. You know, I also tell people that I work with and bring a list of outlets right. that you feel like, mm-hmm. hey, I think these might be appropriate. Right. You know, whether it's stuff that you've done some research on, I always encourage clients to send me a list of you don't have to have the exact reporter. Maybe it's just an outlet that you read that mm-hmm. it's it can be a dream outlet. Yeah. You know, it can be or it can be something super realistic or it can be a hometown newspaper. I always tell people, go to your hometown papers. Yeah. You know, even in a larger city, there's a lot of smaller community papers, you know, so like in Los Angeles, yeah, you don't just have the Los Angeles Times. Every little area and pocket of LA has some sort of little community paper. So think in terms of going, you know, big in your city and going super small, because I'll tell you, those smaller outlets, they love those hometown hero stories. Mm, They love to share news about, you know, people who grew up in their little area who are creating and, you know, creating art or who are in Hollywood or who are not in Hollywood, but still creating, you know, and sharing their their projects. Mm. So I always tell people, go after those hometowns. Yeah, it's a winner. And part of the reason I say it's a winner, too, is because when you're sharing that online, right, because you've gotten, let's say they've posted something online and now you have this link and maybe it is a small you know, paper that nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. But when you share that and people click on it and open it and start to see the headline and start to read and start to look at the pictures, they're less caught up in the actual outlet. They could care less about the source, Mm. which is why the whole fake news thing is really taking off, right? (laughs) Because people don't, people aren't looking at the source. They're looking at the actual article. Oh, yeah, so true. Right. So those make for really lovely, most of the time, you know, hometowns, you know, make for really lovely articles that you can share forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Very Um, interesting. Yeah. 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 Wow. I want to come back to that in a bit. One of the things I was wondering, too, is do you have to like the projects that you're involved with? You know, do you try to find an interest in them? Do you like to watch those films or have some idea of? That's a great question. And here's the thing. Some things are going to appeal to me more just my taste than others. Mm, Yeah. Here's what I will say. If there's a project that I really feel like it's not quality, because either technically I don't think it's up to par, whether it's the writing or the actual, you know, camera work or audio, or I think the acting is not good. Or if it's something that I don't feel like is going to shed that person in a good light. Yeah. Again, I'm kind of honest and I'll, I'll probably tell them, I'm not sure we're going to get any coverage for it. <laughs> See, it's Do you know what I mean? Like I was really wondering about that. It's kind of interesting that you just said it. I'm glad that you did because there may be something that may be not up to standard or quality that you're used to seeing 
And it's good to know that, you know, you may uh, offer some different advice. Well, and I will because, yeah. and they deserve it, Absolutely. you know, and, and does that, is that costing me money? Yeah, but that's not the goal. Right. You know, the mm-hmm. goal is for me to, to create and build long-term relationships with artists. I want you to keep coming back as you, you know, are building your career. The goal is not to work with you once and you to walk away disappointed because we weren't able to get something. So by me being as honest as I can up front, it maybe saves us all. And maybe right now we don't work together. Maybe I convince you to hold off and wait until it's something even you're more proud of. Because a lot of the times when that has happened, the individuals themselves are not real sure either. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Most people live in reality. Absolutely. (laughs) You know? So they understand that it may not show me off in the best light or whatever. And that's when I tell people, if you are not 100% proud of what you're doing, I don't think it's worth sharing because you're going to do something else. You know, go find, you know, go get in something else, create something else, you know, that we can all be proud to share. Love that. Because again, can I find somebody to, to maybe cover it? Yeah, I may be able to, but I just want to make sure that your talents are being highlighted in the best way possible. Because that's also what, again, I need to be able to go to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to be able to feel like I've not misled somebody or not put somebody in a position where they won't look good. I don't like doing that doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't. And I've turned people away for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it's just not a fit. Right. And it's it's better for everybody yeah, in absolutely. the long run. Oh, I totally agree. I'm glad you said that. In fact, I think this is a, a great place here to take a short break. You've been so generous here. I want to take a short break here, give you a chance to reset and also give our listeners a chance to reset because I want to come back from the break and discuss some of the specific services that you offer also want to talk about a little bit more. I want to kind of pick your brain about you know how filmmakers and actors benefit from these services too when we return from our break. How does that sound to you? Perfect. Terrific. Great, Great folks. So we're going to take a short break here, and then we'll be back with more of Miss Tammy Lynn after this break. Do not go anywhere, folks. We will be right back. to the Cinema After Dark podcast. We are continuing a wonderful discussion with Miss Tammy Lynn, the head publicist and founder of Spotlight PR. And gosh, this has been a really wonderful discussion. It's quite lovely to say the least and very informative. But I want to dive right in here and discuss some of the services that you offer and provide because I think know, maybe some individuals listening to this podcast that need sort of a better understanding of types of general types of services that you offer. Would you mind sharing some of the services that you offer? And I know a lot of this stuff is outlined on your website, but if you wouldn't mind briefly kind of uh, bringing our listeners up to speed on how they may benefit. Absolutely. Thanks for letting me. Sure. Our main sort of 
package that we offer are our press release packages, because those are really what we use to reach out to the press to try to, to gain some attention for either you as an individual, if you're an actor or a director, or for your projects. And we have a couple of different ones. Our most popular is our target package. And that's really where we are literally targeting specific media outlets. It's all handled in-house. But we have one too, where a lot of our creator clients that are filmmakers, you want to make a little bit of a splash across the country in trying to get your press release lifted and and reposted. We put it on the Newswire. That's our Newswire package. We've teamed up with the largest Newswire service in the country and and sort of can share it that way too. But our press releases really are the biggest things. We do also, of course, create electronic press kits, EPKs, you know, full press packets, Mm, write bios, all of these things are all different services that we offer that that are all outlined on our website, spotlightprcompany.com. Fantastic. Now, Timmy, I think some independent filmmakers make the assumption that there's no point in having publicity for an independent film because it's not a big studio-driven blockbuster, or maybe they think that uh, there needs to be a bunch of A-listers attached and Mm -hmm. that it's not going to garner any buzz or maybe big, you know, buzz or big publications aren't necessary uh, because of that. Uh, you know, maybe interviews aren't necessary because of that. Do you find that to be true or false? I find it false, but to some degree, it depends on your goals. And that's mm. really what, that's one of the first questions I ask anybody who reaches out is what's your PR goal? So what's your goal for this campaign? Mm. Not your goal to get more auditions or to make more movies or to whatever. That's your career goal, right? Yeah. So it's really about trying to determine what specifically are we after right now with this campaign? And that way I can then evaluate, are we going to be able to meet that expectation? Right. Mm, I want to meet your expectations, but I first have to make sure we're all on the same page. And that is really the biggest thing. And I think most filmmakers and artists aren't thinking about before they even pick up the phone or shoot me an email to reach out. They're not even thinking about, well, what's my goal? Mm. They're not, they haven't even thought about it at all. And so I need to know, is your goal, you know, to land in your, because some people, the hometown newspaper landing in that is like amazing for them because then everybody at home and their parents, and that's like hitting, you know, that's the lottery for them. Absolutely. So while others are like, what do you, I don't care about my hometown. I want to get in, you know, deadline. Mm, (laughs) You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. so it's really about, you know, what your goal is and what we have to work with, you know, at different times, you know, things like the trades, like Deadline, you know, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, The Wrap, you know, all of those, they're interested in projects at a different time than all of the other entertainment consumer outlets are. So, you know, they're, they cover the business side of the business, right? So they want to know, when you're making deals, when your casting is being announced, when a uh, you know funding is is happened, you know they're wanting to hear about those types of stories. They're not as interested unless you get in a larger festival, a right. well-established, well-known festival. They're probably not going to cover it. Gotcha. Because there are just so many festivals, right? Yeah, so. There are. They really only cover the key ones, both here in the U.S. and, you know, some abroad as well, obviously, but only the big ones. All of the other little ones, the trades could care less because there's just too many. 
Yeah. So that's when you're going to, you're not really going to be focused then on those. You're wanting to focus on the other 99% of the outlets, right. which mm-hmm. are geared at the public, right? Which are geared at the consumer. Yeah. And I think that's one of the benefits of obviously reaching out to someone like you because you'll be able to determine that. And that's yeah. part of, you know, the goal oh. assessment. And for uh, sure. I, I kind of wonder, yeah. you know, say you're like a filmmaker who's won a few awards. On the festival circuit, as you mentioned, and maybe, you know, she or he reaches out to you. Is that next step then defining those goals and what their goals are? What if they don't even know what potential goals they have or what the possibilities of goals they can create or manifest? Exactly. Yes, that is. Now we do. I I help out in, in different ways. I do offer a strategy session if you're just wanting to, hey, I've got this film, I'm working on it, we're in pre-production, we're not even there yet, I just need some strategy and we need to talk it through. Yeah. We can do that. Or if you're to the point where I've got a film, it's heading to festivals, I want to, you know, think I want to do some PR, but I'm not quite sure what to do, mm, then yeah. it falls under our Let's just have a quick chat so I can assess and then we'll see if you're at a point where maybe we can get you into one of our press release packages. And that really, a lot of that, it's funny, I have something that I call my info sheet. And for anybody who does reach out to me, it's literally a list of questions and it's just so I can gather all those details, exactly what you're talking about, because I have to have enough information about you as a, as a creator and as uh, about the project itself in order to really assess what I think, you know, our chances are where we might, you know, land, who might have interest, what the timeline is, all of that. Right. is part of what I do when I say, yeah, let's get to work. Let's get doing this. Yeah. Again, it's about building relationships, as you said, building mm-hmm. that relationship. You've got to know. You can't come right. into the relationship one side. <laughs> right. You really need to right. know as I much mean, as you can. I, and, well, that's it. Because I And I always tell people, listen, I only know the details you tell me. Yeah. So if there's some interesting story angle or something that you think we might be able to capitalize on as a, as a story idea, you need to share it with me because I may not see it because I don't know all the intricacies of your project. Roger right. That. So right. I'm always telling people, you know, share with me any ideas, any thoughts you have about, you know, you've read a story about. A big one right now has been, you know, there's a lot of female filmmakers now entering yeah. the space mm-hmm. and but that's not enough anymore yeah. because there are so many now. Yeah. Yay. Go yeah. girls uh, you know, <laughs> awesome. or women, I should say, yeah. um, you know, there are so many that that's not enough now that in and of itself to land coverage. So right. we need to go beyond that and thinking of, OK, but what makes your project unique? Why? Again, it goes back to why would a reporter want to cover you? your story. And that's really the nugget that sort of I'm always trying to dig to get. Gotcha. And sometimes it's very obvious Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Now, is it, is it worth seeking your services for a short film or are your services more beneficial for feature films? I work with short film creators and web series creators and feature creators all the time. Oh, fantastic. People are doing it, you know, for any, any, uh, anything these days, because again, you know, there is a market for it, right? There's a market for shorts. There's so many festivals that do it. There are so many people watching shorts online, you know, and distributing platforms that are hungry for it. You know, so it's, yeah, I work with people who are creating 
essentially. It, yeah. it can be, I have worked with, you know, comedians in the past. I have worked on theater projects in the past. I have worked on um, with musicians in the past. I find that those, unless you can stay on top of all of those niches, it's sort of really hard. I prefer to work with actors and filmmakers, you know, people creating for camera and not for stage as much because again, the sad part is, is that the part of the reason is, and, and it's sad, is that there are fewer and fewer people covering theater these yeah, days mm-hmm. because when the budgets have all, you know, been cut at all these various publications, the first to go were the arts. Yeah. So the, you know, people who report on the arts. So yeah. they just don't, don't do it as much anymore. So we just, I have skewed to trying to focus the most on people that I feel like I can help the most. Gotcha. And that right. is really the creators and the the actors. Speaking of actors, if, if you don't mind, we talk about mm-hmm. that for a second, because I, I imagine you obviously take a similar approach, as you said, to actors as you do filmmakers. I know you posted a cool YouTube video titled Spotlight Solution, What Are First PR Steps After I Book a Role? And it asks the actor, are they allowed to talk about the project? Are they able to share on-set photos before it airs? And right. when will the project premiere or air? I thought that was a really cool video. I definitely um, have some questions regarding the whole actor's approach and I, mm-hmm. I guess, is it a similar type of approach? You know, when's the best time for an actor to reach out to you? Do they need to wait until they have, obviously, a reel together? Or, you know, obviously, it's different for different types of, you know, you may be promoting yourself. You may be promoting a specific project. Right. Where, where do you kind of like to meet that actor? So actors who have something that is going to be for public consumption, mm-hmm. right? The same way a filmmaker needs that there, it needs to be available to the general public. Gotcha. And that can be at a festival, mm-hmm. right? That can, same thing as a filmmaker. It can be you're in a film, but it's screening in some sort of public way. So like, for example, if a filmmaker or an actor were in something and they're doing a private screening, those don't really count uh, because gotcha. the media mm-hmm. won't, the media doesn't care. It has to be for public consumption, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always tell actors, reach out to me when you book the role. As soon as you book it, nice. because then I can evaluate what is it, where are you at in your career, and when do I think we could actually capitalize on that booking? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because there are like, for example, today, I just had somebody land in deadline because the project she landed was already being reported on. Mm, so it was wow. e- it was easy for me to say, okay, and here's the latest casting announcement. Yeah. So she's, you know, but... It takes a certain type of project and a certain, you do have to be a a little bit of a certain level. She's been around for a while. She's not brand new to acting, but the project has also already been reported on, you know, other casting for that. So I knew immediately when she reached out to me that, okay, yeah, let's see if we can land you in the trades. Now that's not Mm going to be good for everybody. And typically uh, that works better for film sometimes than it does television, Mm -hmm. unless your television role is a recurring role where they, you know, you've got, because then it's a larger role, but, uh, you know, I always tell actors reach out as soon as you book it, because again, it allows us 
time, whether it's a film and who knows if the, if we know that you've landed a smaller role, even if you've just got one scene in a large movie, a blockbuster that we don't know it's going to come out sometime in 2018, right? <laughs> you've signed an NDA, so you can't really say anything now, yeah. but at least it puts it on my radar. And at least I can tell you then how to keep it on your radar, how to keep on production's radar, how to keep checking in with them so that you are prepped and ready to go for when you can start talking about it. You know, I think the most important thing that uh, you just said there, although it's all important, but timing is everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having the right material to throw in the right places at the right time can truly be magical. And I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. Very, very important. And, and it well, and that's the thing. And unfortunately, <laughs> I have a lot of people who inquire who maybe we haven't worked with before who reach out and it may be too late. Right. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the meat keep in mind and, you know, it seems logical, but just remember the press likes to cover and likes to share stuff that is still to come. That yeah. is upcoming. Mm -hmm. That is in, even if it's happening tomorrow, it's like, okay, they're reporting on something for tomorrow or the day it's landing is when they're, you know, it's premiering. That's when they like to cover it. You right. have a little bit of a window right after something has premiered, but I'd say the two weeks leading up to something's premiered and the two weeks after something has premiered is probably when the majority of any press coverage is actually going to hit. Mm, yeah. Right. Now, mm -hmm. in order to get that, you need to start before that, yeah. right? You can't yeah. wait until then to start. And that's what happens. I find that people not starting early enough is sometimes what cannibalizes a campaign or it just limits. It's, you know, what you want to do is you want to head into a press campaign with the absolute most possibilities as you can. To right. Start. Momentum, build that momentum early. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. We want to, I want to know that I can reach out to everybody that I think is appropriate because we're not too late. And so the closer we get to that premiere date, the fewer and fewer opportunities start to, you know, they start to go away because gotcha. people's deadlines start to, to come into play. Yeah. Smaller outlets who really only do a, a, this type of a feature article once a week. Well, if you don't get them in time, then it's too late. Gotcha. So, and, mm -hmm. and they have editorial calendars, you know, they want to plan in their schedule. Yeah. So start early. That is like one of my number one tips for everybody. Start early. So Even important. if you don't know, I prefer people reaching out to me and saying, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm just trying to get an idea of when I should, you know, get started. And I'll evaluate it and tell you, you know, come back to me, see me in, you know, early April or whatever. Right. And I'll tell you, yeah, uh, because, you know, uh, if there's something I think we can do for you now, I'll tell you that if it's too soon, I will let you know. Yeah. Because yeah. it's hard. I know. And and listen, I always tell people no question is a is a bad one. It's always smarter to reach out and ask me a question because I'm gonna be as honest with you as I can and try and, and assist you as much as we can because it, it only benefits us all. Oh, so true. Now your reach is quite profound. You have placements with IndieWire, obviously deadline, as you mentioned, deadline Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Backstage, gosh, Variety, the, the Hollywood Reporter, Box Office Mojo, EW.com, Los Angeles Times, Pop Sugar, People, etc., etc., etc. What do you attribute most of the success you've had to? Oh, diligence, <laughs> yeah. I guess, maybe, you know, I mean, um, 
I awesome. I want to land. Listen, I want to land coverage just as much as you want it. Yeah. Right. Because it, it may, puts a smile on my face. Right. That I've done my job. It's yeah. a sense of satisfaction for me, too. As much as I love, you know, sending that email with that link of, hey, you know, we just landed this. Check it out. You know, and then share it, share it, share it. You know, it's so it's but it is a matter of, yeah, I've, I've done it a long time. You know, and it's it. Sometimes I will admit, sometimes things that I, I, you know, projects that I feel like are so worthy of coverage and have all their ducks in a row and have everything going for them, but for one reason or another, they just don't catch a lot of heat. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to know why. And sometimes we've done everything right, and yeah. and they don't. And other times, you think it's not gonna do anything and it takes off like gangbusters right it's kind of the nature of creativity in this industry right. entertainment you just never know what's mm-hmm. going to work and what's you not don't work, you but... never know what's going to go viral yeah right it's crazy. so it's the same it is crazy yeah. and it's the same it's the same concept i try to give as much momentum to every project you know equally you know sometimes the ones that i either have something that resonates with me or it's a it's a worthy cause i often donate you know time for a good cause a worthy cause you know things of that nature people that are doing things as a fundraiser or whatever yeah you know i try to to help out in general create good karma for everybody right yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. but you know i also tell people because they want to know the way that we work because we work only sort of as an in an a la carte fashion as needed i still get calls and emails about clients that aren't actively on my roster i have no reason I have no reason not to share that with them and say, yeah. hey, so-and-so is looking for you. I think they want to do an interview. Go for it. Oh, cool. You know, there's no reason for me not to. Mm-hmm. It helps the reporter. It helps the the client. And the whole, again, it goes back to, I'm trying to establish a relationship, yep. a rapport with, with all of you so that you want to continue to work together. Gotcha. Um, and when you get to the point where I feel like you need that full service agency. I just had somebody last week where I'm like, you are going to be, you know, pretty much a series regular now in the new season of this show. I think you, it's time, you know? So Mm -hmm. I sent her a few referrals and said, go meet with these few people and I'll see you, you know, later. And, and because it's, you know, I'm not wanting to hold anybody back. There are are times where you may need that red carpet service. Mm -hmm. And, and that is just not something we do. And it's not something I'm looking to do anytime in the future because it's a whole nother beast. Right. Right. You know, it's a totally different type of PR getting that photo off on the red carpet. And there is something to be said for that. Right. But I, Mm -hmm. I, my, my bottom line when it comes to that though, is if you are a rising artist and you're not recognizable yet, meaning you're not a series regular on something, you're not, your film is not opening in theaters, you know, you know, nationwide and, and you have a solid part in that, then your chance of getting, on a red carpet are probably good. You, your your publicist can probably land you there, but then your images will get on Getty or on ImageWire or whatever, but then nobody picks them up to use. And mm-hmm. so then what is mm-hmm. the purpose? Yeah. What is the goal? What, what really did you get out of that? So I always tell people, go to any carpets, parties, events that you can and think of it more from a networking perspective, mm, right? right? Mm-hmm. Rather than a publicity perspective at this level. Ah, great um, advice and, right there. You know, unless mm-hmm. you're part of the project, you know, you may be having your film at the festival and it's all for you. Yep. Well, that's different. You know, then it's your project. 
and you're the focus of everybody's attention. But if you're just going to other events and you're walking the carpet and you're getting your picture taken, but nobody's using those after, you know, they get back to, yeah. you know, wire image and nobody picks it up for use. Well, then what was the yeah, purpose the pur- of it? Yeah. What's the purpose? Yeah. What's the point? Got you right. on that. By the way, do, uh, do you work solo or do you have other uh, I have I have a trusted team of, of go-tos that I rely on heavily. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. Good. But I'm the main, I'm the main person here. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably, I'm the one who kind of evaluates the, all the projects as they come in. And then I sort of, you know, depending on the needs and the, and some of the, administ- the administrative, you know, hand all that stuff off. But the rest of it, no, I'm, I'm the main gal. Okay, cool, cool. I, I guess people wondering that maybe, you know, listening to me wondering, you know, are they going to be able to get in contact with you? Oh, and, yeah. And uh, they hear this wonderful person on here. They, you know, they, I'm sure they want to connect with well, you, you may connect. Yes, you're going to you're <laughs> undoubtedly you're going to hear from me if we start working together. But cool. you may also hear from one of my associates as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I was going to ask, how the heck do you do all this? My goodness. Right. <laughs> quite good associates. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. By the way, you mentioned uh, funding. Do you uh, funding campaigns and things like that? Do you actually assist with uh, crowdfunding campaigns, too, as well? You know, here's the deal. Because it's um, tricky. I area. Ha- it is a very tricky area. And in fact, I have I have one that I'm working with right now. And it's very specific because when it comes to crowdfunding, the general media does not care. Yeah. They will they will yeah. not cover it. They're not interested. Yeah. But if you need help going to outlets that you have a tie with, meaning your hometown, mm-hmm. your alumni, your something else, some uh, maybe if your project is about a specific subject like I worked with one with autism, so we oh, can yeah. reach out to, you know, different th- if there is a way that we can can make it specific, yeah. then yes, I will take it on. Gotcha. Otherwise, I it has and this is, you know, from experience and working with with, um, you know, filmmakers who are crowdfunding, the general press just doesn't care because yeah. there's just too many. Yeah, there are. Plus, I think. Yeah. A lot, and, can you find a fact Because I think a lot of crowdfunding, too, that's a that's a process that you really need to get uh, the people that you're working with involved with. So the actors and everybody involved with, I don't know if necessarily that's something you want to go to a PR company to try to spearhead. That's more of an internal type of push. Yeah. I think that they're ground roots. Yeah. Again, we, you know, like, like, for example, what I'm doing right now is we've crafted a a story pitch, you know, a press release pitch Mm -hmm. to go after their hometowns Yeah, and to, to make sure that, because they just didn't want to, again, it's about how many plates do you want to spin? Mm, good point. So it was worth mm. it to to these filmmakers. It's a team, and it was worth it to them to to not have to do that and to make sure that you know we're covering that for them. There's a few other you know angles that we were able to uncover that we're going after too. But by and large, in general, crowdfunding really is a grassroots sort of effort, and it doesn't you know there are a few things that you, that you can do, but from a, as far as a, with a PR working with a PR, you know, team, a lot of that really is from you because that's, you know, who the backers, who all the different people giving, you know, $25 or whatever, they want to hear yeah. from the filmmakers. Yes. And that's really where, yeah, it seems to be that by sharing and getting your team you know, on the, from the production involved, I think is probably, unless you have a celebrity or yeah. some, something of note, if you have a celebrity involved with anything, all bets are, you know, off. We can, we yeah. can probably help you to do a lot. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a different thing. Reality of it. Right. 
Exactly. And that's completely different. But in general, no, it's it's more of a a very specific uh, outreach that we do. But we do do it uh, for sure. But it's it's you know, again, it's about what are the expectations? What are the goals that, you know, if your goals line up with what I think we can actually do and can, you know, assist with, then sure. Then, then yeah, well, let's do it. Wow. Fantastic. Now I've got to ask you a personal question here, Tammy, you know, what were some of your best accomplishments, you know, for the previous year? You know, was there anything that you would want to share? Wow. I know it's hard to reflect sometimes, but is there anything that sticks out? There? As far as clients that I've assisted with, you mean, or uh, just personally? Anything, anything that you would want to share. I mean, even it could be personal too, as well, because when we talked about the business and everything, but uh, is there anything that you're willing to share that was a really cool accomplishment? Well, do you have any time um, to reflect that? It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I... I will say I, this last year, I became a mentor for Dallas Travers Thriving Artist Circle. Yeah, I was going to ask and you about that. I will say that that has given me, you know, such a lift just in that, you know, in, in helping so many people all at yeah. once, you know what I mean? Creating, you know, information for them, uh, you know, whether it's train a piece of training or writing a blog specifically for them, sharing, you know, tips. Because I honestly, I enjoy helping to educate people. That's oh, why that's I awesome. do things like exactly what, you know, when you invited me to do it, I jumped yeah. at the chance. Oh, because the more that I can educate everybody about what they can be doing and how and when, the easier, first of all, it makes my job once you finally come to me, if you do come to me, yeah. right? Because I'm not starting from ground zero and right. neither yeah. are you. Right. You mm-hmm. understand kind of what what I'm looking for and what your needs are. Yeah. And it's, it's like, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. So honestly, that has been one of the most sort of, you know, uh, sort of things that I have gotten the most satisfaction out of Great. over the last year. Yeah. I'm in year two of doing it, um, oh, you know, doing it again, you know, working with her again. And uh, it, it's great. She, you know, I've known her for a long time. And, and you know, I actually was one of the, the people that I was the one who approached her about the idea of having mentors. Oh, that's awesome. And, it's so hard um, to find mentors sometimes. Yeah, I know. And people say, oh, yeah, you need to find a mentor. But that's <sighs> a very tricky thing in this industry. And it's cool. It, it is. It is. Yeah. And it was, and it was simply because I'm all about trying to educate people. I do a lot of free seminars. I've done stuff with SAG yeah, before on panels, and panels. Yes. and it's it's because again, there is so much that people can be doing that artists can be doing that I don't think they realize it, and yeah. and you know there is so much you know amazing work going on that but the problem is is that if if nobody knows it's out there, exactly. right? right, then mm-hmm. then it might it might go away. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I mean, you can only work so long without not feeling some appreciation and, some, oh, yeah. you know, getting some <laughs> accolades right before you're like, why am I doing this? You know, you want to know that you're touching people. And, yeah. and so that really, when a project gets sort of the accolades and the attention that it deserves, uh, it gives me just such pleasure. It really right. does. It really does. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I like working with rising artists as opposed to the celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Because they, you know, anybody can pick up the phone and say, I have such and such celebrity on. Do you want to interview them? Yeah, true. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's much harder to sort of not have that. Yeah. 
and and where do you go and and how do you how do you land that and then seeing some of those people like the one who I sort of sent off to a full service firm yeah. I'm so excited for her yeah you know I'm thrilled because she's you know getting to you know her career is taking off right. and that is amazing Oh my. Yeah. It's like just as fun to watch, you know, from this side because yeah. I knew her when. <laughs> <laughs> that is you very know? rewarding to say the yeah. least. It's, it's really nice to be able to reflect on these things. I gotta ask you now one more personal question here about some of the things that you like to do when you have some downtime, if that's ever available for you. I know it's so hard to, but right. uh, when you have some downtime, are there any shows that you watch or you know, do you have oh, a are you kidding? Yeah. I binge everything. Nice. I've been, okay, so <laughs> I was one of the last to come to This Is Us. That's oh, the yeah. current one. Okay, so I've recently been binging that. Yeah. I've recently binged Sneaky Pete. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody's oh, yeah. watched that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. I you know, I, I thought that was terrific. Cool. Of course, I'm a Game of Thrones, you know, Uh-oh. person. <laughs> you know, who, yeah, who is it these days? <laughs> but pretty much if, if it's on, I've watched at least an episode episode or two you know i i love to watch and i you know of course movies sure Mm -hmm. you know who doesn't love a good movie i just went for the first time to that 4d movie theater downtown in la wondering how that is wow i had never been to it and it was it was a lot of fun it it oh my goodness you know it propels the movie you know i mean i'm sure not every (laughs) movie can fit that type of uh, you know it has to be an action movie uh, really to, in order to benefit right. but it made an okay movie better okay cool yeah so yeah so i i hmm. you know i enjoy entertainment i mean that's yeah. really my my that, that and my dogs oh you cool. know what i'm an animal dogs? person yeah dogs i have awesome. uh i have a couple dogs uh, a border collie oh, and my. uh and a lab oh, and you know rescues of course awesome and that's fantastic. yeah i'm I'm a dog person, Me so too. I, Me too. you know, hanging out with them, walking them, you know, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I like to do too. They're awesome. It's funny how they have their own personalities too, isn't it? Oh, yes. My goodness. <laughs> They're so loyal too. I, I love dogs. Oh. I, my gosh. I Me wish too. I could have one right now. I, if I, if I could have one in the place that I'm in, I would certainly have one, maybe two. My yeah. Goodness. But uh, it, it, love them. Nothing, nothing's greater than coming home to you know a couple of, of smiling faces. <laughs> so oh, it, it's great. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, you've been so generous, but I've got to do something here to you, Tammy, that I do to all of my guests here, and oh, I really hate to do this to you. It's it's something that I I really want to make sure I do here before we part ways here, and you know plug the wonderful website and services that you've offered and shared but uh, this is something that again i do to all of my guests and i can't tell you if it's good or bad but (laughs) (laughs) it's something that i just have to do but i i feel a little bad about it this time because you've been so wonderful and i don't know you know what you'll think of me after this happens but i need to ask you if you're ready for it but i'm a gentleman so i'm going to ask you if you want to opt out you can certainly do that but you know it's kind of oh. something i do to all of my guests and okay are you uh do you want to i go guess i'm it? down okay cool see I, I thought i thought you'd be a little bit of a daredevil there i could tell there was a little bit of a you know a little bit i mean of i'm more adventure. i'm more curious than anything okay okay cool well uh, well uh, let's just say this I'll, I'll i'm gonna save you the anticipation of having to wait any longer here and uh 
all that for this, Tammy. Now, <laughs> this is the part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. Now, all that for this, I know it's all this build up, this a fun fact, right? But this can't be any old fun fact here, Tammy. This has to be a fun fact that people don't know about you. So, folks listening to this have to learn something new about you and i'm going to put the spotlight to coin a phrase that you're familiar with i'm gonna put the spotlight on you and ask you to share a fun fact something that people don't know about you most people probably except if you're related to me but uh you might know this but most people don't know that i was on the kellogg's cornflakes box when i was three years old oh my god that is awesome are you serious i'm serious what? that was i i said i was a commercial kid right yeah. when i was a kid and that was my very first commercial i did the commercial and i was on the box oh my that is an awesome fun fact right there now do you have it do you still have like how do you course. have it framed oh yeah my mother purchased um <laughs> because back in this i'm an era of the 70s okay yeah. so back in the 70s cool. they used to put your the you know your picture on kellogg's and they would have different coupons listed on the box like yeah. different things my mother purchased every single coupon i probably have 20 i have a whole case cornflakes boxes with the cornflakes oh, still my. in them that is awesome Ah, yeah. that is Fun so fact. cool. Oh my goodness. That, <laughs> that is a super cool fun fact right there. That's a first. My God. Interesting. God. Goodness. Yeah, well, uh, most people don't know that about me. So oh, there you go. Super cool. I appreciate you sharing that. That's uh, a. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, geez. Would you ever do something like that again? That's so cool. Uh, uh, like, Probably, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, it was fun. And, yeah. you know, yeah. Was why that a not? cool set? I don't think they do that anymore with Kellogg's. Yeah. I don't think they put people on the box. Yeah. Oh, that's true, actually. But if they if they decided to, hey, a blast from the past, yeah. sure. That's cool. Maybe I need to approach them with that ad game. I know, thing. right? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's cool. By the way, was that like a cool set? Was that a quick shoot? How does that work? It as far as the actual photo itself, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. We shot another fun fact. We shot the commercial, and then like the day after, I went yeah. to a, a photographer's studio, and they they shot the the photo. Well, in between, yeah. I cut my own hair. Oh. <laughs> I shot the commercial and then uh. I took the scissors to my hair that wow. night. And so they had to kind of cut my hair a little bit. So it was a yeah. whole, it was a lot of drama from my mother. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, that's a cool <laughs> but yeah, they shot it at a photography studio and then yeah. they literally, uh, you know, create a mock. They have a blank box and yeah. they create a mock. And I actually have the one of the original mocks. So oh, my picture my. is like cut out and glued on the box. Oh, yep, gosh. I have that too. That is awesome. So, that is yeah, really, it was fun. It really was awesome. Fun. I appreciate you. And being I look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. See, I love that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, although I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. Now, before we wrap, feel free to plug anything you wish. You know, website, Twitter. How can folks, you know, Facebook, obviously. How can folks get in touch with you? We're going to also leave this information in our our show notes there, but uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They can go to our website, which is spotlightprcompany.com. I know it's a long one. I'm pretty active on Twitter and that is spotlight PR 
Co. So it's just C-O. So S-P-O-T-L-I-G-H-T-P-R-C-O. You know, you can find our phone number, our, our email address, all of that on the website. So you can reach out to me. I, you know, sometimes it's easier if you have a question to email or post it on Twitter or something like that. You might get me faster because I'm on the phone a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. So email is a, is a great way to do it. And here I have a newsletter. If you go to our website, you can sign up for the newsletter. I send that out with lots of tips. You know, that video that you saw was actually mm, yeah. one that was mm-hmm. uh, it's part of the blog. I have a blog on the site. So I'm all I'm like I'd like to give. Uh, you know, tips, advice, tools, suggestions, thing I can, I try to share because again, it's all just about, and it's about educating all of you so that when you're ready, you come to me and it's, we're not having to, to start from ground zero. All we're right. starting, you know, you're already at level five because right. you've got all of this stuff raring to go and you understand, you know, kind of the, the different things that we're going to need to help you. Oh, I love that. Now, speaking of advice, Is there any advice that you would like to share with someone that might be listening to this podcast now who may want to do what you're doing right now? Maybe they need some PR. Who knows? Maybe they just don't have the resources or know where to start or may need a little encouragement. Is there any advice you would give, you know, someone that might be listening to this podcast right now? Uh, Yeah. Do something. Right. Don't do nothing. Because here's the thing. You never know. Don't judge a lot of creative artists, they judge their projects. They judge themselves. They are judging. Well, nobody's gonna, you know, uh, be interested in writing an article about my film or yeah. about my, my, you know, role in that project. Don't judge it. It's not your job to judge it. Let the reporter make the decision, right? But you have to be willing to share it. So you have to put it out there in order to allow them to be able to, to tell you. And, and then it, it, but but don't cut you know your nose off to spite your face right don't oh, yeah. just tell your don't talk yourself out of you know doing something oh, at a minimum a you know create your own press release and post it online there are lots of different places you can post it for free at least in a, in a text format google it figure out how to get it on or post it on your own website right just start sharing your news with the world start sharing your successes because that's how you're going to start to build momentum you never know who's going to see it you oh don't my god that is excellent advice right there and tammy my goodness i um i just gotta thank you for coming on this podcast and allowing us to step into your world you have shared so much great information and i appreciate you you know going through the services that you offer it has truly been a pleasure having you as a guest on the podcast here this evening. But well, thank you. I again, I really appreciate you know the invitation. I really oh do, and it's and it's great to connect with you. Oh my goodness, I I literally am dumbfounded. I I guess you got my we, my wheels spinning here. My wheels are just <laughs> literally uh, spinning here because I think this is something. This is one of those gray areas that you know folks just don't know where to start mm-hmm. and how to even. I don't think you even know how to start before you even think about how to finish. So it's just about uh, getting things started and knowing who to reach out to when you have mustered that courage to put it out there, which, like you said, I think is such a critical part of this process. You know, we can Mm -hmm. talk ourselves out of it a billion times. So it's wonderful having an expert like you who has so much skin in the game here that can really 
help sure the hell beats i mean because all the things that you got to do especially as a filmmaker from a filmmaker's perspective you know you want to you're worried about the creative side of things you're worried about getting to the festivals and all these right. different things you know you got the next project you're writing your all different things you've got to manage as a, as a right. filmmaker even as an actor so many other things to manage it's great to know that you know there's a professional out there that can really help them with probably the most critical part of you know doing <laughs> this thing and that's generating some buzz and you know at least getting the word out there about what you're actually creating so yeah well because you could be making the most creative most amazing art but if nobody knows it's out there what's the point well said we will definitely end this wonderful discussion on that note so again thank you for coming on this podcast this evening and gosh i think it's time to fade out here what do you think I think so. Thank you so much. Oh, it has been a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tammy Lynn. Make sure you check out Spotlight PR and follow her, folks. My goodness, reach out to her. Sign up for that newsletter. Check out the website. Follow her on Twitter. She does tweet quite a bit, so it's pretty cool. You actually utilize a little bit of social media there. And on that note, we will be back with more after this break. You are listening to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My name is Max Cole and I host this show and hopefully you are feeling inspired. Spending a wonderful time tonight. I want to remind everyone that you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe to us there. Greatly appreciate that. Obviously, please spread the word about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark. Again, thank you all for listening and we will be back with more shortly. And welcome back to the show here tonight. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, the wonderful Miss Tammy Lynn. What an insightful discussion that was. My goodness. Make sure you check out everything that she's doing and reach out to her. She's certainly a really wonderful resource to have here in this crazy independent film community. But what a great discussion that was. Most importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in Tonight, obviously, this podcast does not exist without you listening, so please continue to spread the word about this podcast. Got some wonderful changes and some cool things coming up that I'm really excited for, so stay tuned for all of the wonderful things 